Well, Eugene, I know you remember Lucille. Now you see this right here? You might have to get real close. That, my friend, is the bullet you made. Now, under normal circumstances, I'd be showing you that real close over and over again. But, Eugene, see, all I really want to know is if you are a smarty pants. You know things. Answer the question. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me Podcast. This is episode 62. We're going to be reviewing The Walking Dead, season 7, episode 11, Hostiles and Calamities. All right. So? It's not Clamites. Not Clamites. Not this time. How's it going up in Charlotte? Charlotte? Charlotte's uh, it's beautiful up here. I mean, geez, we're gonna have like eighty something degrees tomorrow. I know the weather's insane right now. It is insane. Like, All the flowers are out. Everybody's got their allergies rolling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> got the allergies rolling. I was funny. I was in a, uh, I was getting my hair cut the other day in a sports sport clips, and uh, on one screen there was a. A, a golf tournament, and on the other screen there was a, a hockey tur- hockey tournament, and it's February, and the hockey yeah. was the one that looked weird. <laughs> Did you say you go to sport clips? What the hell is that? Yeah, you got a problem with that? No. Sport clips are? <laughs> that's okay. Do they serve you beer there? Yes, they do. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> yes. They served me beer there. <laughs> and and which, which kind of beer did they serve you tonight? Ah, uh, what do I? What am I drinking tonight? Yeah, what you drinking? I am drinking uh, from New Belgium Brewery in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, and Asheville, North Carolina. It's uh, one of their new beers. It's called Voodoo Ranger. It's an eight hop pale ale, and it is absolutely delicious. Mm. I am. I've not been a real big fan of a lot of the new Belgium stuff. I'm, I love everybody loves Fat Tire and all. I'm not a real big fan of it, but um, it's a little chocolatey. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, this is delicious. It's a pale ale, a little bit lighter. Good. Not too overwhelming. How about you, Kim? I, to go along with Easy Street, I am drinking Shakedown Street from South Brown, Southbound Brewing Company out of Savannah, Georgia. And it's a Saison ale. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's a strong mm-hmm. beer. You know, I normally don't like this type. <laughs> What? Because I'm messing up already? <laughs> yes. Shut your face. <laughs> Anyways, I normally don't like this type because yeah. it's too tart for me, but this one's really, really good. Yeah? Like, the first nice. time I drank it, it was bitter, and I was like, ugh. But really? as soon as it went down, I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, it's very good. Actually, it's a little weedy. So what are you drinking, Stuart? It's store? a little weedy as well. It is. Shakedown Street, of course, Scott. <laughs> Oh, okay. Good. What a side of Good. PBR. So you like it? <laughs> I love it. What is what is what is your th- what's your thoughts of uh, Shakedown? It's Street? good. It's Stuart? it's it's how do you feel it's about sweet it? and a little weedy, and um, it's a mm-hmm. lot better than that damn song. 
It is. Nice. N- which is now stuck in my head. Good connection. Yeah. Again. And it's shake down street. Oh. And it tastes a bit like wheat. That was pretty good. And it smells like feet. <laughs> and you suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. So what did y'all think of that episode since we're talking about Easy Street? <laughs> Don't all speak at once. Yeah. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it a lot. And Good. normally we don't like the episodes where it's completely focused on one area. But mm-hmm. here we were focused on the sanctuary. And um, I thought Dwight was awesome. And the development of his character, the turning point that he kind of hits where he's remembering, you know, where he's coming from and, and possibly why he is so uh, enamored with uh, where Daryl is. Or, or how Daryl is and how Daryl's not breaking down in front of Negan, I think. Uh, you know, it was it was good development. It was what we, we, we had been calling for it for the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that this, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, totally. Dwight was going through this transformation. And I think, um, I don't know, maybe it was just because that came to fruition that I was happy. I don't know. <laughs> but I also liked um, the interaction between um, Eugene and, and Negan. I thought that was um, actually pretty cool. Although it, the whole episode's kind of present, presented as though um, Dwight is changing to move away from the Saviors and Eugene is moving towards the Saviors. But honestly, I think it's more of a play on his part. I think that Eugene right now is um, trying to play Negan's trust um, so that he can he can find a more opportune moment to to do what he needs to do, whatever whatever that might be, yeah. uh, but I, I don't think that he's actually becoming one of the saviors. Even though at the very end of the episode he says, "I am Negan," and even Dwight looks surprised at that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Kim, well, your thoughts? I agree that one of my favorite parts about this whole episode is the fact that Eugene is in it for so long. I like that it's it's mostly Eugene centric, and that we're seeing. We're seeing Eugene's attributes come out again in that he is kind of, I guess you could say he's kind of like a chameleon, but I feel like somebody's already used that line when it comes to him, but (laughs) so it might not be original, but, um, and sorry, just real quick, I am sick, so I'm sorry if I cough or get, but anyways, so I think, (laughs) I think that. It's really cool to see Eugene change his story. I do not believe for one second that he's going over to the dark side. Um, And I think it's silly to even think that he might consider doing something like that. But he's definitely playing Negan. And he's got his story down pat. And he knows how to use a situation to his advantage. And I think that's exactly what he's doing with Negan. Mm-hmm. So so I love this episode because of all of that. And I think the Dwight storyline, especially when he goes back to his old house, was super sweet. Almost a tearjerker. Almost. Really? Yeah. Especially when he leaves the beer and pretzels. Oh, yeah. That was hard. Oh, stop, Scott. <laughs> it's a girl like, thing. Yeah, how sweet. Beer and pretzels. No, no, no. That's not why I'm shaking my head. Anyway. What? <laughs> Are you were shaking your head? I had no idea. Yeah, I know. Anyways, what did you think? I thought I thought it was a good episode. I thought that that there wasn't anything in there that that didn't need to be there. I thought it was good development. I mean, I thought the stuff with Dwight was was really good. I was 
I, I was a little bored with some of the stuff with Eugene, but I will say this. I did not off a couple times. <laughs> no, you did not. I did. <laughs> I Aww. actually did. But I will say this. I really love the potential of what the Eugene story could be, even though I don't think it's really going to happen this way. But I would love it if they did make Eugene a bad guy. Really? I mean, yes. I think it would be really cool to have him turn turn. Turncoat. They haven't really done that. I just he would be a bad, bad guy. I think. <laughs> no, no, but I mean he's you know, he's 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 a he he fits in where he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uses whatever information he can, you know, and if this is a situation that works for him, then he's gonna adapt to it. Well he did embrace he did embrace when they called him a coward. He was like, Yeah. Right. And I, I, I agree with you. I don't I don't think that that's what he was doing. I do think that he, yeah, especially after you saw his first smile, after he had the pickle jar confrontation with Negan, mm-hmm. the grin on his face, it was very, uh, holy shit, I got away with that. So <laughs> he started going from there, doing the whole human genome thing and so forth. But how cool would it, well, of course, they also missed another opportunity by, by killing off Abraham. How cool would it have been to Abraham to confront Eugene if Eugene was a bad guy? Well, you still got Rosita, because that's what I keep thinking about the whole time is if Eugene went bad, went rogue, and Rosita found his ass, she would kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it would make for a really, really cool storyline if they did that. Mm-hmm. You, Eugene becomes the right-hand man to, of Negan. Yeah. He becomes, a, he becomes a Negan, for real. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, I don't think it's going to happen, but... I don't think no, it's going to happen either. either, just because of... You know, the way this show is, there's no way they would make that happen. But I know. But I, I, but that's why I'm saying, I mean, I really love the, the potential that could come from that. But, you know, I don't know if they'll actually do it. The, but Dwight's story, I thought, was really good. Um, and I like the way that, you know, he's kind of going the way we've been saying, you know. Mm-hmm. Stu, I think you mentioned that, you know, we've been watching him kind of rediscover himself. Um, a little at a time, but that is, that is one broken person. I mean, you know, one minute he's doing stuff like that. And then the next minute he's setting up the doctor to get, to get roasted. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's, he is, he's, he's a broken soldier. That's for sure. And he's having a hard time reconciling everything. Yeah. We've been waiting for when this was going to happen and it finally did. Right. I mean, he was pissed when he found out that, uh, Daryl was gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember? Yes. He was He was not happy about that. But why do you think he was pissed? Do you think he thought that maybe Negan would take it out on him? Or was he pissed because of just the fact that Daryl's gone? No, he was pissed. He was pissed because of he thought Sherry did it. And he was like, Sherry, what the hell did you just do? You think he thought that before Negan gave him the note, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it could have been either way. I think he could have been pissed that uh, he got away. Or he could have been uh, pissed, yeah, that Sherry had it or that he was going to get in trouble for it. Yeah. I think he was. I, I really do though think that he was just scared for Sherry and he was pissed off about that because he knew he was going to have to try to cover for her. Yeah. And he kept covering for her, you know. I mean, you know, he, even when Negan had him locked in the room, he said, well, it wasn't Sherry. Yeah. Even though Negan, Negan I guess, didn't believe that. There, I'll talk about it later, but there's some, there's some odd twist that went on during some of those conversations that I didn't quite quite think Same. made a lot of sense. Totally but, agree. Uh, 
Totally agree. Yeah, there was there was some stuff that didn't seem to add up with some of the some of the things that were discussed, and yeah. uh, with with Dwight and Negan as well as with uh, Negan and Eugene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. But. Hey, let me ask you this though, just just because this it was a thought that came across my mind that I thought was really interesting. I wanted to give what you guys were thinking when I when you saw the scene. Number one, the, when they dragged Eugene out of that truck with the hood on his head. Mm-hmm. How scary would that have been? Because you could hear all the walkers and stuff. Oh, yeah. You would not have known what was out there, and they're pulling you out of the back of a truck. You don't know if they're going to throw you into a whole bunch of walkers or something. I thought that was really scary. And and then when um, when Laura was taking Eugene to his room, okay, before they revealed that it was a nice room, you know, and re- Eugene was shitting his pants, what did, you, what, what did you think he was looking at? What did you think that was in the room? I thought he was looking at a jail cell. I thought he was looking at like it was Negan's room or something. Cause I, I remember Negan being like in a room very much like that where everything was like set up and he was being brought. But before she revealed that well, before, it was before, yeah, before you even see that they just show his face and they're coming like down the hallway or whatever. Well, they, yeah. yeah but, and they show his face and they don't show the door open yet to the room. Mm. So you don't know what's behind that door. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Uh, well, I'm, I'm pretty much thinking he's fucked at that point. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean you're you're scared for him. Totally. But, but even know. when they they open the door and and he even has a horrified look on his face when they open the door, and I think it was more shock, of course, than anything. Yeah. Right. But but I always but when I watch it the second time, I'm thinking, I wonder I wonder what the viewers are thinking is in there when he's doing that. I don't know. You guys write in and tell us. Maybe he was horrified that that jar of pickles was not in there yet. <laughs> well, no, that's a good point. No, but. You know from the very beginning that Negan has to treat him somewhat decently because he's important to the group, right? Well, he could still treat him like shit and put him in a doghouse and make him make bullets. I did think he was going to put him in a jail cell and make him eat shit sandwiches. I did not think he was going to put him in that sort of situation. Right, and we really didn't know what he was going to do with him. I mean, face facts, you know, when he's out there confronting him when, you know, when Eugene had his pickle jar... He didn't really know how intelligent Eugene was. Mm, right. Right? And then he kind of deduced that Eugene was a dumbass. He says, so you really are an asshole. Until Eugene gave him that great idea about um, melting down the metal to put on the walkers. It wasn't until then that he really decided that this guy's a, a bright cat. I think the one thing with the, the sanctuary and with uh, Negan is that it's always a flip of the coin as to what he's going to take yeah. out of mm-hmm. out of context or what he's which way he's going to go. Yeah. Whether he's going to be pissed mm-hmm. off or happy. You have no clue and I think that's what right. makes True. it that more apprehensive when he's around. You don't know if if you sneeze the wrong way, if he's going to hit you with a bat. Yeah, your butt right. cheeks kind of clench whenever he walks in the oh, room. Yes, and I think I think everybody's do. I think they all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. Hey, by the way, Melting down metal and putting them on walkers. Thank you. How does how does that help? Can I say that too? Because that was my first question. That seems like a very bad idea to me. Why? They'd be too heavy to walk. They'd yeah, be too no, heavy they're not move. walking anywhere. He's attaching them to the fence. To the with fence. The metal. I know, but how are they supposed to move their head or move their arms to grab whatever it is they're, they're trying just, to? He's just he's making them like attached to the fence, and then they're like biting and like they got their arms going crazy. But it makes no sense. Their setup before and was better. If it's molten. It's melting, right? Yeah. And these guys yeah. are already falling apart. But that's... you remember the walker that had like the the melted head? Where, yeah. Where Eugene? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where he got the idea from. 
That is where he got the idea. I didn't even think of it. You're right. There was that one walker Uh, that had the the molted helmet of metal. And see, here I am thinking Eugene just pulled that one right out of his ass. He didn't. It had happened to him already. What episode was that? That was when he was in the, the, uh, where he found the bullet making equipment with uh, Oh, duh, yeah. Oh, interesting. But still. Which is, again, okay, that was one of my questions, though, was about, like, how does he recognize the equipment that they're using? Because, I mean, he was standing up there, and he, he watched them pull the hot iron and, and stuff, so he understands well, he they the have smelting. a furnace. Yeah, they have a yeah, furnace. He saw the smelting equipment and so forth. But, like, I mean, he's he, he taught himself to make bullets, but he doesn't necessarily right. know what the machines do, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. But, but, but he did prove that, that he has some science you know some science knowledge and that was one of the questions i had like yeah how much of this shit is actually made up of him (laughs) and his his background as being the doctor that's exactly right that's a good question do we know we don't know okay we don't we don't know because he we only know we only know that he he gave that the human genome story um to them originally and then admitted that it was all a lie right but we never heard anything about what he really was doing. But he right. could have actually been a scientist. He didn't say he wasn't a he scientist. Yeah. Right. Or at least a science enthusiast. Yeah. But, but, but you know, he did make, you know, unless it was, it wouldn't have been bullshit. I mean, he made those pills to help the girl um, commit suicide or what he thought he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't fake that. He, he made came, elephant um, toothpaste. Yeah. He came up with the little science experiment out there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he obviously knows something. He is Mr. Smarty Pants. He is Mr. Smarty Pants. And I think the line that he said to Negan was actually... But is he Dr. Smarty Pants? That is a good quote. Well well said. The line that he said to Negan was actually kind of telling when he said... Negan was like, well, does Rick let you do stuff like this around Alexandria, Mm -hmm. around the compound? And he's made it sound like no. It's like, yeah, Rick does not... Nobody at Alexandria gives him the time of day when it comes to how smart he actually is they don't know because they've never asked they never they they took it at face value that he lied to them well and the one thing that when when negan when sorry when they were trying to put stuff together for negan's crew coming back Mm -hmm. what was the one thing eugene was doing uh i don't remember he was trying to fix a radio oh right Uh for them Uh yeah and nobody noticed he's got the brain on him yeah he's he's definitely he he's definitely at the least a science geek yes and likes to tinker. Yeah. And then he just invented the whole uh, scientist thing. I have a feeling he's not really a scientist, but that he is a science science guy yeah. that loves science. You know, so he's he's internalized a lot of science stuff. He's smart enough to come up with a pretty damn good lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? Which, props to Eugene, because I'm total science. But um, <laughs> since... Since Negan is actually giving him credit and allowing him to explore these ideas, Mm -hmm. that could be one thing that drives Eugene to the saviors. Oh yeah, I mean that's he's trying to because he's getting attention. Yeah, he's selling. Yeah, yeah, but keep keep one thing in mind though the um, the girls started bringing it up and he got very uncomfortable and then he made up all the the story about it. All his stuff was top secret. Mm -hmm. He couldn't talk about it. So he knows he's living a lie. He knows he's, you know, he doesn't have the background. He's going to get put into a situation where he's supposed to be doing something medical and he ain't going to be able to do it. I know. You know, when he said that, though, I thought he was just nerdy enough just to to say that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's no. top secret. 
I can't talk no, about it. But, no, uh, but no, you can I, see I, his... I understand what you're saying. I, I agree with what you're saying. But when he delivered it, I was like, right. yeah, OK, well, he's he probably believes that still. But when they had that like camera angle looking at his face, he had his back to the girls and they, and they showed his face when they asked that question. And you saw him kind of go, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you're right. He's like, I don't want to talk about this. Um, well, you so, know, I mean, he's never alluded to the fact that he has any sort of medical training. Having medical training and being a science geek is two totally different things, even if he does have a Ph.D. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. if if Negan is like, oh, well, you're the new doctor around here. Oh, right. he can very easily say, uh, no, I'm not, because I don't know anything. I know how to make bullets, but that's as far as it goes. It's a little too late for that now. Well, I'm just saying that. Uh, what's his face? Negan cannot assume that he's going to know how to mend a broken arm or take a bullet out of somebody because he killed the other doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, what I'm saying. That his 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 story is going to start coming apart a little bit um, if he gets into a situation like that because mm-hmm. he did not say he was not a medical doctor. Okay. I yeah. mean, <laughs> you know, if he wasn't, he would probably point out to Negan, "I'm not a medical doctor." Hold on. But he wasn't actually asked that question, was he? He said what degrees he had when he started saying, are you just like, what, what, I don't remember how he well, phrased it. He was when he was out there and in, in the said, yard. So you are just an asshole. Yeah, you are just an asshole. And then he started yeah. saying what degrees he had. And he said he had a doctorate. I believe. Yeah, but that right. doesn't mean that you are a doctor of right. medicine. No, 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 no doubt. No doubt. But he, uh, Negan, Negan evidently assumed it. And then um, and he didn't correct him on it. Yeah. I mean, he did call him Dr. Eugene, that's but be- still. Yeah, that's because right. Negan is just an asshole. Right. And a dumbass. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a little uncomfortable situation for Eugene coming down the road. It's another thing, though, that makes me feel like he's just playing them so that he can, uh, you know, get out of there. He's just staying alive right now. Yeah. Um, because he's got to know. If he was seriously going to be sticking around with these folks, that have that eventually it's all going to come out. Yeah, his you best know? line though of the whole show was, "If if knowledge is dropped, I do indeed pick it up." Yes, <laughs> that was great. Good line. Yes. Uh, if knowledge is dropped, I do pick it up. <laughs> and, and that's when and that's when uh, that's when Negan said, "Oh, so you are just an asshole." <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that, that's where it would be fun to see Abraham in a situation like this where he finds Eugene working for Negan mm-hmm. and dropping some of his one-liners Yes, about Eugene. Something I mean, I just, with a bull. Yeah. Ah, it's a missed opportunity. I would really love to see Abraham still able to, to um, play into this storyline. Maybe his ghost will come back as like Eugene's conscience. <laughs> that would be sweet if he's like his head was right on his shoulder or yeah. something. I think Eugene would just cry. Probably. Um, I did think it was funny that oh, when shit, they were nuggets. talking to when they were talking to him on the uh, on Talking Dead afterwards, and he says, "They said, well, what did you think when you read the when you read the script?" And he goes, "Are you kidding me? I was so thrilled." He says, "Finally, I've been like crying for five last episodes. <laughs> 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 Finally, I could do something different." I yeah. do have to say this: the the sniveling was like. Uh, it started getting to me. It was getting annoying. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, especially when he would just jump right out of it into nerd talk. Mm-hmm. He was like, 
and then he would like just like all of a sudden he's like, well, I'm you need to do this and that and this and that and that and that. And then like he would go back into like the sniveling and holding on to that pickle jar. And how does he hold on to that pickle jar that entire time if he is so freaking scared? I mean, that's the other thing. That's the other thing they said on um, on the Talking Dead. They were talking about the fact that uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan kept messing with him and kept saying he couldn't do the lines if if. If he wasn't holding that pickle jar. <laughs> so he said he was holding that thing for like four hours. Oh, did he really? Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. He said, Jeffrey Dean Morgan said he couldn't do his lines if he didn't have him hold that pickle oh, jar. Oh, that's, that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> and why wouldn't you at least offer Negan a pickle? Uh, I think he was too scared to even realize he still had the pickle. Yeah, I think so too. It was kind of like a security blanket at that point. Mm-hmm. Just hold on to anything. Yeah. Someone, someone did gift me these pickles. <laughs> 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 Don't you need to get some kind of a signing bonus? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was that was good too. How do you think? So, how do you think yeah. he felt when Negan um, offered up his wives? Like, do you think he would have taken advantage of them if if he had been of the was, right mind? Well, when he said he wives, like, you mean plural? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he did say something. I can't remember what the line was, but he did say something to the effect of. Um, he didn't know about that, you know, whether that was a mm-hmm. good idea, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, I think he was just kind of freaked out. You know, he was caught off guard. It was kind of like. Well, at that point, I think he was like, sure, whatever, just don't kill me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you can put whatever, put whatever good for in you. the room with me. Like uh, pit bulls, I don't give a damn. Just please don't kill me right now. Well, I think he was a little bit relieved when Negan was like, and you're not allowed to touch them. That's a no-no or whatever he said. Right. right. I don't think he said it quite like that. Well, he did say that's a no-no. <laughs> he did say it. Yes, yes. That's a no-no. No sex. That's a no-no. <laughs> Knowing Negan, he did say, that's a no-no. He exactly. arched his back as he was uh-huh. saying it. Of yeah. course. Of course. So, Daryl's gone. Everybody's flipping out. Mm-hmm. The White's running around trying to figure out what happened. And, uh, in essence, he figures out pretty quick that Sherry let him go because he finds the note mm-hmm. and recognizes the handwriting. And then Negan shows up with the boys and they kick his ass. Great. Yeah. They seem to be pretty certain that it was him, right? Right. Until until he's locked up for extensive, uh, who knows how mm-hmm. long. And then he, you know, um, Negan shows up outside the door and he's talking to him about what the hell happened. And then he says, I'm Negan. I, I, uh-huh. I have a hard time believing that Negan believed that. Right. Like Especially it, it, since he had said to him, he said to him, he said, if anybody around here has a grudge against me, it's you. Right. Yeah. You and know? why wouldn't he? Right. But, but, and that's where I, I had my big head scratcher with a lot of this is how quickly Negan flipped over to thinking that it wasn't Dwight mm-hmm. all of a sudden after kicking his ass and throwing him in the can and then even sending him out to find Cherry. Yeah. Well, and also right. on top of that, doesn't everybody that's under Negan have shit against Negan? Well, I would think so. Well, yeah. I mean, even there was that woman, there was that woman that was with Michonne that was like mm-hmm. ready to kill herself. I mean, they're all but, like being controlled by this, this. But I don't think they've like given up their wa- their wives to him. No. Stuff like well, that. Their face. he has. They've not been burned. He's got a series of wives. Mm-hmm. Remember, so, he just he just melted that one dude's face. But, that, not but they're not all long ago you know, burned up either. So, you know, I, no, no, I get you. I mean, there's tons of them out there, but his, his, you know, anger towards Negan would stand out a bit. 
Right. So the fact that it's possibly Sherry and he believes Dwight when he says Sherry didn't do it makes absolutely Mm -hmm. no sense. And well, when it's he obvious lets, he didn't believe him when, when he, he said Sherry didn't do it. Yeah, and when he lets Dwight even just leave the compound to go and find her. Right. I mean, he totally goes from kicking his ass, blaming him, to saying, okay, well, no, you go you go get her and bring her back to me. Made no sense. Yeah, it just, it totally, it, it wasn't intelligent. Mm-mm. No. And, and that was the thing. That's where it kind of made my head, I was scratching my head because... His his conversations with Eugene and so forth spoke of a real intelligence. Okay, it 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 was a real manipulative conversations he was having with him. And they're they're you know he's he's a highly intelligent fellow, and then he turns around in the other scenes and acts like a dumbass, mm-hmm. and that that really just kind of. In, in a way, but a he, I mean, he's uh, again, he's trusting Eugene, too. So, I mean, it, the whole episode kind of brought Negan as a character down a level, mm-hmm. uh, like a oh, couple with, levels. Without a doubt. Without um, a doubt. From, from what you thought well, that took his some control of his, was. Yeah, it took some of his teeth away a little bit, too. Yeah. Well, you know, part of what I'm thinking is that when it comes to someone like Dwight versus Eugene, Negan sees something in Dwight where he knows that if Dwight ever got the chance, he would kill him. Right. Uh He would take him out in the most horrible possible way, probably with Uh Eugene. I think he kind of sees him as as dumb, as stupid. But yet, Uh you know, he's he's book smart, but he's not common sense smart. Right. Right. So Eugene comes off the truck just sniveling and crying and scared to death. He probably doesn't see Eugene as a threat. So no, he can no, no, be, no. He thinks he's easily manipulative. Right. Definitely. So he thinks that, or the way he plays it is with Dwight, he kind of has to play it smart. Like with Eugene, he can mm-hmm. kind of let his guard down a little bit because mm-hmm. no matter what, he's over Eugene. Mm-hmm. Like he he rules that person. Right. But with Dwight and other people like Dwight, like Daryl, he mm-hmm. knows that he doesn't, he, he's not the top dog there. He wants to act like he is. But right. he does. Isn't I think he's. I think he's. He's playing the. Um, you know, you keep your friends close and you keep right. the enemies closer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Card with. Uh, with Dwight, and you know, because he even said, you know, an old Dwight here just needed another day in the in the hot box to get back on the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though he had did, you know, even though he wasn't accusing him of having done anything. Right. But he's like the ultimate bully. Like he mm-hmm. he's constantly saying horrible things to Dwight about his wife and about the fact that he burned his face and did all these things to him. And even Sherry's mom, he says some comments about her in some previous episodes. It's like, he's just, he's trying to tear them down mentally so that they will, you know, kneel down to him. Well, he's constantly testing them to make sure that he still has control. Right. There. Exactly. Because I think we all, I think we all know though, it would only last so long. Of course. Or someone would snap and take him out. Of course. And yeah. he, I think in a way he understands that too. That's, that's why he's what I'm gotta, saying. He, that's why he's got to test it. Right. Because there, he's he's not completely confident that he's going to keep that control. So he gives them a little bit of rope too, just to kind of... Uh, yeah. Let yeah. them think they're in control. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. I, I'm not quite sure why he would let Dwight out of his control to go then find Sherry, but he's the only one that would know where she went. So again, well, it's another true. test. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if he doesn't fulfill with that and he doesn't come back, then he's a dead man. 
if he comes back and, and it, he has no answers, then he's a dead man or whatever, you know? I mean, I mean, my 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 thought was when he went out that had he found her, he wasn't coming back. That's what I right. thought, too. Yeah, uh, they were going to drink some beer, eat some pretzels and they were going to split. When when he when they first started doing her voice over that scene and she was reading that letter, I it took me a second to realize that that was a letter that she was reading in present time. I thought it uh-huh. was a previous like from before the yeah, apocalypse. A memory yeah right yeah but then when he brought the pretzels out wow that was that was really mm-hmm. sad well it was <laughs> it was kind of a cool moment it was, he was very like cool. oh he actually brought that stuff. yeah he actually so. did care and then when he mm-hmm. brought the the wedding rings out oh God. because yeah, at first you think that he is actually going out there to prove to negan Mm-hmm. That he can bring her back, but in in a way, it, it's you know he's it's still his love trumps Negan in that, and right. he's you know he pulls a cigarette pack out of the bass's mouth, yeah, and there's the mm-hmm. the one that has the lipstick on it, which is the one that she gave him in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he he's let that stuff go. Yeah, he's remembering what he was, what? and she's say, you know saying Telling what him, he yeah. was. Which, yeah. how the right. hell does she know who he is anymore? She's with Negan. Well, yeah, but she's, she's seen him. <laughs> she, you know, I mean, she's... And, and, you know, I thought it was really interesting that she actually blames herself for it. So evidently, you know, this was never Dwight's idea to join up with this group. Yeah, this and we, well, we found idea. that out a few episodes ago. That yeah. it was her idea to, to join with Negan. And right. after right. they yeah, after they ran said. away and came back, yeah, because her mom needed the medication. Oh right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, but okay, that was they joined up. After? I think her idea was. I think her idea though was before that. I think they were when just, when they in, initially got, you know, hooked up with the group. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. they tried to escape afterwards. Right. With, and then and he was, he got burned because he escaped and took Negan's right. wife with him. It was Dwight, she, Sherry, and was it Sherry's sister? Yeah, that they were trying yes. to escape, uh-huh. and that's when they yeah. they uh, confronted Daryl. Yes, and stole yes. his motorcycle. And the and sister stuff. died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool to see like you know the character that we barely know that keeps kind of popping up every different place. Killed Denise, bastard. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. With the arrow through the eyeball. And That's what I'm saying. I mean, this is a broken soldier. He's going to be, it's going to be tough to see how his redemption goes. But I, I think like there is going to be a redemption. After all the crap that he's been, like, like how awful he has well, you been. Feel sorry yeah, for you him. Yeah, you, you feel, feel sorry for him. Yep. You feel bad for the way he's been broken. Yep. That you want to forgive him his, his transgressions, but um, I don't think they're going to be able to. I can certainly tell you uh, Tara won't be accepting him back. Or won't be accepting of him. That's a um, good point. You know, so he's 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 you know he's a dead man walking eventually, but maybe he's going to redeem himself by, you know, doing something before that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, how can you get mad at that face though? He's so cute. <laughs> and so scarred. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to say though. Um, Austin Emilio, the actor, I thought was great mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. He, he was is. good. He's very convincing. Mm-hmm. He He's is. so serious. He is very in serious. He's he was serious on The Talking Dead. He's serious at Walker Stalker. Yes. I mean, he smiles, right. but he doesn't joke around. No. He's very to the point. 
Like come mm-hmm. in here and get your, your I th- autograph and I your picture and get out. I thought his performance was great in this. I think, uh, and uh-huh. I, I, you know, I even warmed up more to um, the guy that we're supposed to hate, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like I thought uh-huh. he was much better in this. I maybe I'm getting used to the way he's playing Negan. I don't know. I think he's toned Negan down a lot. You think in so? This back half. Yeah. He's not quite so going backwards. He's not as theatrical. <laughs> yeah. He's still the bat is going in first, and he's bringing himself back into yeah. the frame. But well, he hasn't. He hasn't quite bent completely over. No, he, no, has. he hasn't touched his toes yet. <laughs> but that it's like a game of Twister. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That scene where the guys come in to beat Daryl, Daryl, Dwight up, (laughs) whatever, one of the D's, um, to beat Dwight up and he's in the doorway and he's got the bat over his back shoulder Mm. or over Uh his shoulder and touching his back. That was such a comic book stance. Yeah. Like nice pose. Yeah. That was really Uh good. I like that. Uh You could see it in like black and white. In In my mind, I could see it in black and white. That was good. I agree. Okay. That was good. <laughs> if we didn't know that Eugene, or uh, not Eugene, excuse me, that Dwight wasn't going to get killed there, you would think for a minute there, maybe that bat was going to come whipping down. Mm-hmm. Well, the same was when when um, he opened the door to Eugene's apartment. Oh. At the, towards the end. And that he's was standing there. Yeah. That was uh-huh. like, oh, shit. A lot of tension there. Because uh-huh. you don't know what he knows. <laughs> Can you say that again? You don't know what he knows. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> you don't know no one he knows. <laughs> no. <laughs> the South. Switching back to uh, Eugene again. What did you think of uh, the situation with him with uh, Negan's wives? The first part or the second part? All of it. Well, the first part initially, you know, when they were talking about the one girl wanting to commit suicide. Well, I mean, I I totally bought it for one thing. Mm-hmm. I the mm-hmm. one thing I didn't I couldn't understand was that uh why would he agree so easily to um come up with this suicide drug for them? I don't think when, he did. Well, I don't well, no, I thought he was really reluctant to do it, but they convinced him. Well, even if they convinced him to do it. I mean, he still he's, said yes. He he is scared shitless. Why mm-hmm. would he risk everything? For people he does not know to come up with a suicide drug for a girl that he does not know, even if he is like super like nice and wants to be good to them or whatever, uh-huh. he's he's going and testing the waters as far There's as getting. As, but he's testing the waters as far as getting supplies to do it, and then he's off in some room with like a smock on, like right. going all breaking bad. Yeah, like <laughs> yep. putting this shit together. Like that's like pretty major for a guy who's. Scared shitless when someone knocks on his door. <laughs> I think I, I think there's two reasons. Number one, I do think he genuinely is a good guy. Okay, mm-hmm. I I agree with that. And, and and you know, and they pulled on his heartstrings to for that. And number two, he was talking to two really hot girls, and he's a goober. Yep. And you I know, have not heard I that think, term in a long time, Scott. Thank I you know. for bringing Thank that. You. Back. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all the week. Flashback um, to Mayberry. Goober. Yep. He is a goober. So, um, Cletus. Yeah. You know, so that, that's another reason why he would have, you know, been very happy to uh, do these to oblige. For these ladies. Yep. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too, that he was kind of like, really? He, he wanted them to like the, like him. Really? Yeah. That's what I think. 
Okay. He's not used to being around hot chicks like that, whose total attention is on him. And I think he kind of choked a little bit. Let me, okay. Oh, Let but me he ask did, you. Okay. He didn't go yeah. out to the, he wasn't the, the scene where he's out there on the stoop with Dwight and stuff. That was at the end, right? Yeah. Where right. he's like yes. commanding guys yeah. to throw them yes. metal. Yeah. Right. So that was the only time he was comfortable being in that complex. And it was because Negan said him to him, to you be scared you, anymore. You, yeah. You do not need to be scared anymore. Mm-hmm. Before that, I mean, he he has no idea where he is, and he's able to go out and then, like, get all his contraband together to try and make these pills. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. It just seemed weird to me. Well, it's just because Laura told him, um, uh-huh. the person who was showing him around. Yeah, he was Lord of the Manor, and he could have what he yeah, wanted. Yeah, he could go and take what he told wanted. Him, yeah, he, yeah, she told him that that's the way it was and showed him that he could now have this jar of pickles. I. I would be scared that whoever, whatever I'm taking from people would then be reported back to Negan. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of thought that maybe that would happen when he got a little bit greedy and started taking everything from that clerk person. I actually thought that was a good idea. Start taking everything because then you're going to throw him off as to what you're taking. Especially the fly swatter. Think about it. You're down where you are. That fly swatter would be invaluable. True. Yeah. He's got a bedpan. You could kill somebody with that thing. The bedpan? I, maybe he wanted to wear as a hat, like a you metal could. Napoleon that's, hat. That's or yeah. really not a very good hat. It it's could hot. it could save him from the aliens, you know, like the signals coming from his brain. But yeah, I mean, the the main thing I was worried when he when he was asking specifically for certain types of pills, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that would be lead back to okay. Well, I agree. Especially if he is making something that then kills one of the wives. Mm-hmm. He's totally setting up a chain of where you know where the pills came from. Well, that's why when Negan came into his little apartment, I thought maybe that's what he had found out that he had taken these pills from that woman and she had told him everything. Right, but they didn't yeah. give her up. Give him up. No, but you know, Stu. At the same time, he, you know, he was asking for cold medicine <clears throat> in essence. Yeah, and. Maybe no red flags could fly. And part of the reason why they wanted to poison Negan is probably is because they didn't think most of the people around there would be able to figure out what happened to him. You mean the wives? Or, or no, I mean people investigating why is Negan dead. Oh, yeah. I see. But yeah, he didn't know that at that time, though. But if it doesn't no, work no. and Negan survives, he's mm-hmm. fucked. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even nowadays, you keep cold medicine behind the locked counter at the mm-hmm. pharmacy. Well, see, that's Certain why types. I knew that, that that he has to have some chemistry intelligence because mm-hmm. if even if it had backfired for the for the uh, the wife that wanted to commit suicide, let's say she tried to do it and it didn't work, Nigga would find out he made that for him. Mm-hmm. So so he knew what he was doing when he put it together. Right. So it was smart that he he started getting greedy and took all that stuff. And made a big show of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But and he got a. And he got a. Uh, what was it? And got a grimbly gook. A gr- oh, grimbly gook. Oh, the grimbly gook. That thing yeah. was. Yeah. The that little was sloth. He was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna call it grimbly gook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like Griselda. <laughs> that was a great What's, line. What was um? What was the other doll? Griselda Gim- Grimerson or Gimerson, something like that. On this show. Yeah. From, um, oh shoot, you know the two little girls, the sisters, oh, now okay. I can't remember her name. Okay. The one, yeah, the one that liked the, the flavor zombies. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Griselda. Okay. Isn't that funny? Why do they both start with G? What's the link? 
I don't but know. I thought it was cute that he had him in his pocket when he was out on the stoop with Dwight eating a commanding. pickle. Yeah, yeah. Commanding uh-huh. the well, I mean, that's where you're, you're, you're. He's being portrayed totally as being comfortable in this environment now. Like uh-huh. he's happy with whatever. And 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 also that he's a man, that he's a you know Negan's man child. Yeah, I bet but he I ends up don't... giving that to um to the baby. Carl. No, Carl's sister. <laughs> Sticking his eye. Oh, what is Carl's sister's name? Oh my god I know what that eyeball could use A Grimly Gook (laughs) That'll cover that sucker right up (laughs) We have Grandma on tonight (laughs) (laughs) You kids Get off my porch Get off my porch (laughs) Get get out of my porch fridge So so the end of the world has happened But you're, you're still able to get the electricity running mm-hmm. and you got a decent, nice, uh, widescreen TV and you can only find a video game from the 1990s. Hey, it might be all he, they had. Yeah. Atari. He, come he back. seemed very happy with it. So really? no call of duty out there anywhere. <laughs> you know what? You know, what was also interesting that we didn't talk about was when he first got taken to his room and what was her name? The one that was showing her around Laura showing him Laura. around. Laura was showing him around, and uh, he, he said, you got any chips? Well, actually, the first thing he said, do you have lobster? And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't have lobster. But then he's he said, do you have some chips? And she said, oh, yeah, we've got uh, number 76 or whatever mm-hmm. makes the chips. Yeah, And he, says, and he was oh. like, is that how you number the people around here? He said, no, I don't want them, which I thought was a great line because it showed that, like, because someone else was being made to make the stuff that he see, did. I didn't take it that way, Stu. You didn't? No, I, see, I took it I... as that he only wanted the processed kind. That's what I thought, too. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how I took it. Because he obviously took the pickles. Yeah, when she when she mentioned but that, that was after they the were thing. handmade. And she when, forced him to take them. Well, when she mentioned that they were handmade, he all of a sudden said, no, I don't want that. You know? Uh, see, I, I thought... I You may actually, be right. I liked it because I thought he was saying that he... He didn't want to take something that was being made by somebody else, that was being forced, forced. to be made to, by somebody else. Right. Because I didn't when take it when that the way. pickles, he saw the pickles, he wanted the pickles, and he wasn't going to take them until she she made him take them. Well, but would you take the pickles him. at that point? I wouldn't have taken the pickles at that point. I'd still be scared of her. Yeah, I, yeah. if she gave them to me, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll take at the pickles. At that point, I don't think I'd be walking around with her anymore. I'd be like in a corner, like leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Please, I'm scared. with the fucking mat? <clears throat> no, I just think that because I think we've seen scenes of him when the very beginning, when he first came on the show, when he was eating processed chips. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe. I just I, think he liked them. No, I did like the line though. I think she he said something about can I have some spaghetti with yes. tomato sauce, or whatever, and she says the orange kind or the red kind, right. the orangey kind, the orangey, the orangey kind, or the Which red was kind. Hilarious. I said orangey. What's, is that like the I don't even sauce? know what the yeah, vodka kind sauce. is. It's the vodka sauce versus the oh, uh, tomato gotcha. sauce. Tomato sauce. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Not sure why the vodka sauce is but I don't know if it is better. I don't think it is. Okay. Pasta sauce, vodka sauce, I don't give a damn. Let's just take a break. What do you think? Fine. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> I've had it with the sauces. <laughs> Alright, we'll be back in a minute. Don't you 
All right, everybody, we're back. Um, I think we kind of need to go back and talk about Dr. Carson a little bit because uh, he had a pretty uh, pivotal problem in this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kim, problem? He, he ended up having a really big problem. <laughs> he did. That's putting it very nicely. He, you know, he had a couple of good conversations with, um, with Dwight that were kind of telling. And... Um, I mean, what did you think about what he was saying to Dwight and so forth? Well, I think as a doctor and as someone who's in this his little room by himself a lot, he probably gets very bored mm-hmm. and very lonely. And he tends to talk too much. And I think his talking too much probably got him into some big trouble. And I don't know why Dwight thought that it was necessary to frame him also knowing that he is the only doctor in town mm-hmm. but i'm thinking maybe he talked so much that dwight was like you gotta go yeah but you know that th- that's another thing though that just didn't quite make a whole lot of sense to me and maybe one of our listeners has a better understanding of what was going on there you know if if we didn't already know that you know that dwight had told negan that he had killed sherry then I might say, you know, he's setting him up to to be the one who helped Sherry get out and make it look like, you know, it was Daryl. But he had already come back and he had already let them know that Sherry was dead. So what was the advantage there? It's not like he was protecting Sherry. Well, I was kind of wondering if it was to save face for Negan. Because Negan thinks he has such control over everybody there that they can't escape. And yet here Sherry did just that. And we already know that he's had a couple of other people escape and, and Sherry and Dwight have already escaped once themselves. So was he kind of trying to, you know, help Negan's ego a little bit by saying well, Sherry I couldn't think, have done it by herself? Well, I think he was I think he was insinuating that Sherry wasn't the one who let Daryl out. It was actually the doctor. But I don't, you know, if Sherry were alive, then I would say that makes a lot of sense because then, you know, he doesn't have to, you know, he, she's not running because she did it, you know? All right. You guys but, are like, you're over my head because I, honestly, I thought he was just saying, uh, I, in the conversation that the doctor had with Dwight, I thought he just pissed Dwight off because he, he brought up the fact that uh, Negan married his wife. And brought mm-hmm. up the fact that, you know, she was too she, soft. Well, no, no, that that she she saved him. Oh, that she saved Dwight. Yeah, by to by mm-hmm. marrying um, marrying Negan, mm-hmm. and right. that it just when Negan says it, it's one thing. When someone else brings it up and and says it in the same way as Negan did, or not, mm-hmm. well, not in the same way, but similar no, context. But- then it's like, well, fuck you. And that, that, that's kind of what that I thought be, it was. That may be the case. It may be that but then it's, it, But then it, it, it does speak like to, uh, <laughs> the, the, then it does speak a lot to the darkness that's still in um, Dwight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he totally. Would do something like that. Because I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think he did he, take he, all his suckers. He, yeah, yeah, he grabbed, like, he grabbed every one of them as he was leaving. And he was pissed yeah. when he, he took it off out of there. So and he even started, he lit up a cigarette while the doctor was looking at him. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he grabbed all the suckers and got out of there, which would probably help with the smoking problem. Yeah, use lollipops <laughs> instead, but it could be. <laughs> I, I still didn't understand why. Just 
you know, just from practical reasons, why he would set the doctor up like that, even if you are pissed off. I mean, here the doctor is fixing you up. He's helped your wife with pregnancy tests to make sure she's not pregnant by this asshole. You well, know, like, because uh, something major happened, and with the way that Negan is, something major has to happen. But see, as 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 a way, I mean, with, that's it. That's how he rolls. Like every time there's uh-huh. something there's bad happens, yeah, there's got to be a counter. Um, and well, and and. Dwight was trying to push the blame off to someone else just in case. I mean, it could be, you know, like I said, it's 50 50 with this guy, whether he's actually going to do anything about something. So might as well set someone else up. And he was with the doctor and he found the Mm -hmm. the uh, the note. Mm -hmm. He planted the note in the doctor's stuff. It was an easy pass off. Yeah. I mean, there's at least the connection there. And the guy pissed him off. But again, it's. It you know again though it speaks back to what we were talking about earlier about the believability of why all of a sudden Negan's believing everything that that uh, Dwight says. I mean, Negan's just taking it at face value that Sherry's dead, and that's where I you right. know yeah, and, and he's just and taking it at sa- face value that 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 the doctor was the one, you right. know. But at the same time, he's more he's intelligent talking, than that. When he's talking to in front of that entire group about that. It's almost like he's he's trying to get Dwight to flinch, mm-hmm. you know, like he almost knows something else and he's just going to go ahead with it <clears throat> and just to make Dwight live through the fact that he just made him kill that doctor. Well, but, I was also but, but. wondering if it was partly as a show for Eugene, because he said, you're going to want to pay close attention to this. That's part of it. Yeah, well, that's part sure. of it. But he killed the 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 place's only doctor. And right. even if he does think that Eugene is a doctor, why would you kill any doctor? Right. I mean, you know, even if he's the second doctor, they well, have he's them. out of suckers they have automatic now. job security. I mean, good lord, you know, you're that's a that's a huge commodity in this world, you know, this Walking Dead world. He was kind um, of a jerk, though. Well, he, who cares? Doctors <laughs> so can be jerks. I mean, Alexandria they, kept you know, porch dick on forever, <laughs> even though he was beating up his own wife. But I guess my point is, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense that he was, number one, he was taking all this information from Dwight as being face value. And number two, that even then, you got to be pretty damn convinced if you're if you're going to kill the only, only doctor, doctor you got around. Agreed. I, but that's kind of what I'm saying. He almost, Negan was at a point where it seemed like with with when he had the iron to the guy's face, it uh-huh. almost seemed like he was waiting for Dwight to stop him. Mm. And he did not. But he stopped. And then he threw the guy in the furnace anyways, which was just like, okay, why did he well, do that? You know he was. I, no, you I, I, agree. I, mean, I agree with you that it didn't make any sense that, that Negan believed him. Why would right. he believe that story? That's a stupid to an, story. To the extent that you would kill the only doctor in the community. Hey, I went out to, you know, I mean, you didn't, you had me beat up completely. I said, I'm still Negan. That's the only thing uh-huh. I did to prove my allegiance to you. And then you uh-huh. allowed me to go out and look for my wife, who probably is the one that released the prisoner that you had. And I came uh-huh. back and said, oh, you know what? She died. Who then killed She ran Joey. into a bunch of walkers and yeah. she got eaten. Sorry, I don't, you know, she died. But before she went into the walkers, she told me the doctor helped her. Right. Exactly. So you're just taking this at face value? Right. Well, Really? If I was Negan, I'd be like, at least bring me back a hand. 
True. Or something. <laughs> I mean, we already know that he does not... He just does whatever he wants. Right. I mean, But he's he, far too intelligent to do that. Yeah. He's far too intelligent. And that's why I didn't think I mean, that he was believing any of this, because I sure was not. I mean, there's got to be a reason behind it. Right. One of his crazy reasons. But, incidentally, I learned something interesting today. Oh, good. Should we have a golf clap? <laughs> the guy who plays the Dr. Carson, his name is Tim Parati, and he's oh. in Charlotte. Isn't that cool? He's from Charlotte. What's he he's doing? He's from in- Charlotte. Okay. Well, he, he lives is from in Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay. Nice. He plays the like. But I thought he was dead. He does <laughs> the scenery for the Children's Theater of Charlotte. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, and his wife is—I guess she's an actress, but she's also a director in Charlotte okay. too. For yeah, isn't that cool? Wonder how he got on. I don't know. It pays to know some people. Yes, it he does. Is. It does. So he—he he is the um, the scene designer. Yeah, for the, the for set the, designer. The set designer for the Charlotte Children's Theater? Yes. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Which is actually mm-hmm. very good children's he, theater. He was, and now he is dead because Negan killed him. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a critter. critter Poor right kids. Now. Well, he went down in a blaze of glory. He's a crispy critter wearing khakis. Yes. <laughs> we didn't say anything about how Negan felt about Fat Joey being dead. I don't think he... Do you think it matters? He didn't really say anything about Fat Joey. I think he, I think the idea of somebody killing Fat Joey bothered him more than Fat Joey being killed. Because he liked saying Fat Joey. I agree. Was it Fat Joey or Fat Larry? Joey. Fat, Fat Joey Scott, come on. Don't start Still screwing it up Larry. again. <laughs> it was Still Fat Joey. All right. All right, so let's, let's go to our hits and misses. Okay. Scott, what was your hit? Of the episode. Oh, I wanted to go first. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. You can go second. You can pout. All right. Um, my hit was um, Dwight leaving the beer and pretzels. Okay. I thought that was one of the best scenes in a long time. Are you being sentimental? Um, I am. I am. Wow, That's why I was rolling my eyes when you're bringing it up. I was like, damn it, let me bring it up in my hits and misses. <laughs> um, but I thought, I, I just thought it, it, if that didn't give you a window into, into what Dwight was about, then nothing did. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought that was a great scene. And, you know, and even after, you know, you'd seen him breaking up about the fact that she wasn't there and so forth. Made it even more sad. Although I told Kim, at that point, I told Kim I probably wouldn't have left it. You would have kept it with you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you should take one. I was thinking you should take one. I would at least take the pretzels and a beer. All I know is the next guy that finds that house goes, score! Yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I had a ball game, this would be perfect. And I wonder how many times he's left that stuff around. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be that house, though. It's supposed to be that house. That was the agreed upon meeting place. All right, Stu, what's your hit? Uh, My hit? Uh, was mm-hmm. uh, the sandwich to start out the show that was laying ah, there okay. after when they yes. found uh, oh, Fat, Fat Joey. Fat Joey. And there was a sandwich there because I thought that was perfect because it's <laughs> like this place is all about the sandwich. <laughs> it is about the sandwich. It's very important. <laughs> and and when, you have a dead sandwich. Yeah, when he's dead, they focus, Having three squares. They focus on the sandwich was like bread and like, it looked like uh, red peppers or something like that. that no, was tomato it. and lettuce. And oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, anyways. All right, so mm-hmm. it was... It was I thought that was a brilliant, a brilliant way to start uh, the, the was show. I was good. All right, That's Kim, cute. your hit. My hit was science. 
It was science all throughout the show, and ah, and <sighs> Eugene took I'm... the ladies out there and made elephant toothpaste, <laughs> which we make at preschool. Yes, exactly. I know I've seen that experiment like a thousand times. Ours has never gone off that big before. <clears throat> but Preschool. It was very exciting. <laughs> I loved it when he said, he says, you ladies need to move up. I'm going to light this candle. Yeah. And they started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and, no, this, can- this candle. Let right. me just say that was nowhere near to being a bomb. I mm-hmm. I don't know why they even said that it was a bomb. We do it at preschool. Well, he apologized he apologized. He, he did. He even said that. He even said, I know I exaggerated a bit by saying this was a bomb. <laughs> yes, a lot. But it was It the does bomb. have hydrogen peroxide in it, though. It was the bomb. So it was, yeah. So that was pretty cool. I was excited. Okay. Good, good. We got to drop some knowledge. Dropping some knowledge. <laughs> All right, so Pretty what's your miss? Um, my, my miss was the inconsistency of Negan's intelligence in this story. Okay. Um, I, you know, we've, we've, we've already dragged it out to death, but I just did not understand why he, he seemed to be somewhat brilliant how he was dealing with, uh, with Eugene and then how dumb he was in accepting everything that Dwight had to say. Hmm. So yeah, that was, that was my, that was my, uh, big, big miss. But he was also accepting everything that Eugene had to say. True. Yeah, but he f- he still felt a little bit more in control of the situation, you know. And 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 Eugene, you know, even though we know or we feel that Eugene was playing him, he still felt like you know that he he had Eugene under his thumb, right? Mm-hmm. And and he was doing it by psychologically manipulating him with you know you know a carrot and then a brand and then the carrot and then a brand. Yeah. Paper. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's to me that speaks of a lot of intelligence. Whereas his his dealings with Dwight, which he states from the beginning, has biggest grudges against him as anybody in the commune, uh, didn't make a whole lot of sense. In the comic book, let me ask though, with Negan, even from the early onset, is he extremely intelligent or is he just brutish? Um, he comes off as intelligent. He's kind of like the character on TV. Okay. Yeah. Very theatrical, very smart, but also a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you don't want to be on his bad side. But is he yeah, truly smart is what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I mean, there's, there's you know, different types of intelligence, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm wondering... I'm like, not talking about no, no, book no. smart so much. I'm talking about... Smarts and being able to manipulate people. Exactly. There's like intelligence. Exactly. There's like a sales smart. Oh, he's like a salesman. The, yeah. He's and like the salesman like, smart. Uh, yeah. Actually intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can't sell a damn thing. No, he's <laughs> he's very manipulative. Manipulative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stu, what was your miss? Uh, uh, my miss was uh, what I, I think I brought up before is just uh, not buying Eugene, risking everything even if he is playing his position um Mm -hmm. and and trying to uh manipulate his own way through this um sanctuary i just don't sacrifice so much to uh so that these girls could help the other girl commit suicide yeah i don't i don't see him risking so much when he's so scared Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that was that was my big miss okay i can see that 
My miss is similar to Scott's in that um, I thought it was very hard to believe that that Negan would just automatically take whatever Dwight said at face value and believe him when it comes to killing Sherry and, you know, the fact that Dr. Carson was involved and stuff like that. So I just it was it's unbelievable to me to think that he would just say, "Okay, sure. It was convenient to propel the story forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really what it came down to. Yeah. Because of anybody, which we've already stated, Dwight has a lot of issues (laughs) and a lot of reasons to hate and lie to Negan. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Well, we have a ton of listener feedback. What? Uh, Lady Dixon KR said, liked it, hoping he is just playing it smart to survive. Eugene, she's referring to. Uh-huh. And Frank on Crank said, do you think that Negan's wives really want to kill Negan or is it a loyalty test thing? That's actually that's a good huh. one. I think that it's, is a good, really good question. That is good. I, I think, think they really want to kill him. Right. But in a way, it could be that they're screwing with him to see. With like, Eugene. Yeah, I would think, they you know, totally it could be. Him. It could be. But, you know, they were pretty upset when he wouldn't, uh, you know, give him the pills. So I don't know if, you know, at that point, you know, if you're if you're testing him to see if he's loyal and he tells you he's not giving you the pills, you're going to be relieved that he's OK. You know, yeah, and he's that's not a good point. He's not good the point. guy. So you're not going to you're not going to be soulfully hurt that he's not going to give you the pills. Yeah. So I would tend to believe that. But it's a good question. I will admit when I was watching it, I was kind of questioning the same thing. Like uh-huh. I, I thought maybe they were testing Eugene to see. It, what he would do for Negan, but right up through the science project and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. And Frank on crank went on to say, I liked it even more on the second watch. Josh and Austin and JDM should get a spinoff. If it could work, they were pretty good together. I, I don't so. know if they were to spin off, but you know, how, actually coming <laughs> when coming into our podcast and I, I thought Scott was going to be completely dogging this episode. I did too, actually. Well, I did fall asleep twice. <laughs> That is kind of, well, that just might be old age. Now, that is just because the story progressed pretty slowly. <laughs> but it was, but, but you know, it, 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 it did what it needed to do. And that, that was okay. You don't like me calling you old. I don't need to. I just don't. I don't think this is one I'm going to be like, oh, I got to go back and watch this one again. I got it. I, you know on. what? I actually, I, I really enjoyed it. I think I, I could, too. I could go back and watch it yeah. again. Oh, that's good. I'm glad for you. It was like the yeah. old school type of walking. In fact, next time you come visit, I'm going to make you watch this with me. We're going to sit <laughs> you better down. Have the, you better have hands. some good beer then. Yes. Well, and it sounds like we need coffee. Mm. At Funky Karen 91 said <laughs> they were brilliant. She's she's referring to a comment I made about um, I mean, um, Austin Emilio and Josh McDermott, McDermott being mm-hmm. really good in this episode. I love mm-hmm. your Twitter handle. Funky Karen. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, we had a Facebook note from Dorian Green. She said, um, I thought it was interesting to see Negan's diplomacy skills, which he certainly surprisingly has. Josh finally really got to show his chops, and the show is making him a major cog now. I think uh, this is a great writing move and raises my hopes for a more complex dimension to the conflict story arc. And that's kind of what I was saying. I'm kind of hoping maybe they might make uh, Eugene a bad guy. Austin now needs to deal with a new and possibly more influential and useful laterally ranked player. 
This is good stuff. This was a really solid episode. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Emmeline Veltkamp, also on uh, Facebook. I think this was this in response to Doreen's stuff or no? Maybe so. Maybe. Um, I'm very curious about the game Eugene was playing. Uh, Kirkman, Gimple, and Nicotero all like their little clues and tidbits. And part of me thinks that they might there might be a hint in there. I've been researching the game and found out that it was an Easter egg where it warns the player to stay off its mean streak. I thought it was interesting, uh, an interesting tie into Eugene trying to avoid Negan's mean streak. I'm trying to keep myself from going too far down the rabbit hole with this, but next step will be pinning articles to my wall and connecting them with a red yarn. (laughs) (laughs) So I researched this a little bit further to see what she was talking about. And Uh the game that Eugene was playing in his room is called Yar's Revenge. It came out in the 90s on Atari. Uh-huh. And there was several di- different releases of this. But basically, and listeners correct me if I'm wrong, it's a single shooter. And <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. No, I do. Okay. It's a single shooter named Yar. <laughs> okay. And I like trying- Eugene's explanation better. <laughs> yeah, I think so. He's trying to get away from like the swirl, I think it's called, and he Mm -hmm. can hide in this neutral zone. And when he's in the neutral zone, the swirl can kill him, but he can't kill the swirl. And well, that's not very neutral then. I know. I was confused, too. But then when he gets to a certain point in the game, a secret (laughs) Easter egg comes up on the screen and it says the initials of the man who developed the game. It says his initials forwards and backwards, and it's supposed to be a warning to not get on his mean streak. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was started thinking maybe maybe the creator's mean streak. No, the, the game creator's Yar, mean streak. Yar, Yar's the bad mean guy. streak. I got yeah. you. So gotcha. I'm thinking maybe Emmeline. Yeah, I maybe think, Emmeline's going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I think you might be going down the rabbit hole at this moment. Well, it's kind of interesting. But it is interesting, as I but... as I stated on Facebook, Emmeline, um, I've got plenty of yarn. Uh, I can take some off my walls if you want to have some, and you can yes. finish your your uh, Walking Dead collage. I mean, it kind of makes sense though. You know, these guys are always putting Easter oh, yeah, eggs sure. in, sure. And there's a reason behind everything that they do. Little tongue in cheek. What were you? Yeah. You said something to me about the cigarette pack or something that was used in the show. The cigarettes that uh, Dwight pulled out of the bass's mouth are Morley's, mm-hmm. which were used by Cancer Man on X Files. Which I again, uh, I thought they were Marlboros, which that's what it's alluding to. Yeah, but they've uh-huh. used Morley's on The Walking Dead like two other times. So cowboy really? killers. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. That's cool. Yeah, so that's another little yeah, Easter Cancer egg. Man cigarettes. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So, anyways, I'd be interested to hear what the rest of you think. Like, do you think that this is an indication that uh, Eugene is playing the game and he's saying, don't get on my mean streak side because if you screw with me too much, I'm going to hand it to you? Or he's saying of... that he's, his, the game, he's playing the game, but he can't get on, on uh, he's got to stay off of Negan's mean streak. Yeah, which yeah. got to be again? cautious. I think that, that makes more sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense to me mm-hmm. completely. Be, be scared of getting on the main street. I think that totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Maybe you're not too far off base, Emmeline. 
No. Maybe sure. Just make sure you're always on Easy Street. Oh, my God. We did not even mention Easy Street. Yes, we did. Did, did we? we? Uh-huh. Okay. okay. I thought All we did right. at the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did when we were talking about the beer. That's okay, true. okay, okay. That's true. All right. All right, so Brandon Mitchell also... That's all it needs. <laughs> Brandon Mitchell also on Facebook said, A pretty good episode. I enjoyed it. Found myself laughing out loud when I normally wouldn't during The Walking Dead. Eugene is very awkward, hilarious, and such a pansy. Do you think Eugene is playing the game of I am Negan, or has he quickly changed sides? Well, I think we answered that. I think he's playing the game. Yeah. I do, too. Totally, I'm, totally. I'm, I'm leaning towards that in a in a sad way, because I, I really would love to see it go the other way. I think it was caused so much conflict. It would be so interesting to see one of the one of the Alexandrians actually turn into a real bad guy. Or if, yeah, if like Negan got offed and then Eugene took up the reins. <laughs> I can run. Really? I can run this show. <laughs> That's I can run this show. That would be completely far fetched. But anyways. You drop the leadership, I'll pick it up. Man, feed him pickles. <laughs> feed him pickles and video games. He will run that place. Yes, I, I don't see him swinging the bat, though. No. What you got in some news for us, Kimmy? Well, uh, a lot, of, quite a bit. Um, Excellent. First off, for all of you Game of Thrones fans, some sad news. Neil Fingleton, the guy who played Mag the Mighty on Game of Thrones, died over the weekend at the age of 36. Huh. According yeah. to the... Guinness Book of World Records, he was the tallest man in England hmm. at seven wow. foot seven. And interestingly enough, he played basketball for University of North Carolina. I'm sorry. He was one really? of the Giants. He was a Giant. Oh, okay. You remember when the Giants... Okay, yeah. spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, I'm getting ready to spoil something. When, the, when they storm the Black Wall yeah. and the Giant comes through the wall, comes through the door. Isn't it the White Wall? And he's got the long, scraggly hair, and he's, like, barreling through, yeah. and he takes them all out. That was him. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was his name again? Neil Fingleton. I, re- I remember him playing for Carolina. Really? I remember the name, Fingleton. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what year he was there, but he played for Carolina. Uh, well, he's 36, that, I think so that it was... would be 10 more years ago. Yeah. Not that yeah, long it ago. Wasn't, no, it wasn't that long ago. And he also he played hardly, for... He hardly ever played. He wasn't very good. Oh, really? He also played for Holy Cross in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. He probably did that first. Yeah. So but anyway. So. That's a shame. That's yeah. a shame. So he passed away on Saturday. Wow. Um, that's great. He was 36? Yeah. God. That's but you awful. know, as someone who's considered a quote-unquote giant, like that's common oh. for them to pass away so early in life. So you're not a giant. Me, no. Okay. You know, um, but they they typically have heart issues and circulation and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm imagining that's what it was from. I don't really know. And big feet. How tall was he? Seven foot seven. Hmm. That's he's tall. A big dude. There's lots of pictures of him on the internet standing next to other people, and you can see that he just towers over everybody. Yeah. The next little bit of news is about Fear of the Walking Dead. They released some teaser pictures for season three today, so you can check those out on AMC.com. Oh. But uh, they released three of them. One features Strand, and he's kind of hunched over. Looks like he's thinking really hard about something, contemplating life, contemplating what to do next, probably. What sweater vest what he's going to wear. shoes he's going to wear. Yeah. What, yeah, sweater <laughs> vest for next week. How to look suave in the zombie apocalypse. 
Um, another one shows Nick and Luciana hiding out in what looks like a sewer. Hmm. So remember okay. at the end of last season, they had gotten attacked at the border. Oh, this le- keep going, but this leads me into mentioning something. Okay. Okay. So they got attacked at the border. So this makes me think that this is like the next part. They're hiding out from whoever's attacking them. The third one was Madison and Travis. They were embracing and they were in some sort of machine shop. It looks like there's like an engine or something hanging from the ceiling by chains. Hmm. So I guess they are reconciling and getting back together and trying to work things out. S&M? No. No, you, you know, Kim, Kim, <laughs> um, you know, one thing we haven't talked about too much is the uh, the short film that's been playing on this season on The Walking Dead, The Passage. Right. Which mm. is a which is a uh, it's based on the wa- uh, fear of the Walking Dead world leads me to think that maybe they they're stuck in a tunnel in that. Oh, and it leads me to think that that's where it plays in is they run into. Nick and Lucia. Is it and Lucia? Yeah. Luciana. 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 Yeah. Interesting idea. Maybe they run into the tunnel. Because you know when they entered the tunnel, they were in they were in an area that looked kind of like that um military encampment right. that they yeah. could see from right. a distance. They've been in that tunnel a long time. Right. But that means, you know, that very well means that that tunnel may have been a uh escape tunnel to get across the border. Right. So hmm. I wonder if I have a feeling that plays into that. That's a very interesting idea. I did not put those two together. And, you know, we should talk about that web series maybe mm-hmm. next week. We can all okay. catch up on it and make sure. Let's talk about it. But, no, that's a very good point because when we last left off, we saw them diving under the cars at the border mm-hmm. that were left there at the check station. But we didn't see anything else happen. We didn't even know if anybody survived. I mean, we assumed they except, did. Except Nick was hit. Right, that's Never. right. He was, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had the other group was coming at him with weapons. Yeah, so we don't even know who was attacking them. Right. And the boyfriend in the web series, isn't he military? Uh, I think so. I think hmm. so. Deep thoughts. All right, well, let's discuss that further less next week. Okay. Okay. All right. Getting back to this, um, the premiere date has not been released yet, but we know it'll be sometime this summer, more than likely May. Because that's when it mm-hmm. that's when it normally comes out. So um, hopefully they'll be releasing that pretty soon. And then last week they said that Emma Caulfield from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she's going to be a new character on mm. Fear the Walking Dead. She played. I was a huge Buffy fan. I don't, mm. I don't think you guys were. Mm-mm. No, no, another no. Joss Whedon show it was. Amazing. Loved it. Mm -hmm. But she played one of the demons that (laughs) became mortal. Hmm. And so she, yeah, she was really good. What? Why are you laughing at me? Just the way you said it was perfect for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) Amazing. Loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So true. it's, It's just like completely putting off anybody else's comments. Like, Amazing, loved it. Can't say anything else. Nope, you can't. Yeah, all those guys. Love them. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So stay tuned. We'll know more about Fear of the Walking Dead in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. Going on to a little bit of politics. In Illinois, in the House of Representatives, they introduced Bill HR 0030, 
which is introduced by two Republicans and a Democrat, so it's crossing party lines, but it's declaring October 2017 as Zombie Preparedness Month. Really? Nice. Yes, so... Where is this? What what state? Illinois. Huh. It's very similar to the bill that... Or to the disaster preparedness that CDC released back Mm -hmm. in 2011 when they talked about the zombie apocalypse and how you would prepare for that by getting duct tape and... Mm -hmm getting all your food ready and stuff like that. So it's just an effort to get people to think beyond what the supplies are, but also think about the mental abilities that they would need to get through a natural disaster or war or something like that. Yeah, or like your life is dependent on it. Right. It's like taking it to another level, I I guess is the way they're saying it. But I thought it was interesting that they actually introduced a bill to declare a whole Zombie, yeah, that's... Well, Well, that's, that's good. I'm glad to see Congress is hard at work. Taking care of this country. Well, that's just Illinois. That too. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois is on top Illinois of it. house, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The next little bit of news is a bit of the bizarre, bizarro world. Also kind of has to do with politics too, I though. I think that last one was kind of bizarre. Yeah, well, okay. this one you're going to find even more bizarre. Okay. This one takes place in Russia. Oh. About 900 miles east of Moscow. A Russian police officer has been accused of trying to build a zombie army. (laughs) Okay. They found the bodies of four homeless men buried on some property out in the middle of woods. Mm -hmm. He apparently Uh had lured them out into the woods with the promise of vodka and performed satanic (laughs) rituals on them and then buried them after he killed them. And then after they had been in the ground for a few days, he came back and dug them up. And thought that they would be zombies when he dug them up. Mm-hmm. And here's the best quote of the whole article, which I thought was awesome. Investigators in the case said he tried to bring the dead back to life and turn them into zombies. However, all of his attempts were futile. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I guess he had more vodka. He did. Uh-huh. So share and share alike. He plea bargained and now he's only going to be serving 12 years. 12 About years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but mm. apparently the occult is very popular in Russia, and this uh-huh. is not that unusual out there. Hey, you got a lot of land. Yeah. You got a lot of time on your do. hands. A lot of vodka. It goes back to Rasputin or something. Oh, okay. everybody just blames Rasputin. You Come know, on. because he was of the occult. Come on. Okay. And he, yeah. Maybe he just wanted some friends. <laughs> He's not trying to take anything over. Maybe he just wanted he like, wanted some z- zombie poker buddies. Exactly, exactly. He wanted somebody to play poker with. Last little bit of news is that Dave Chappelle and Norman Reedus have been spotted in Charleston, South Carolina, hanging out together at mm. restaurants and also riding their bikes together, which means that Dave Chappelle is probably going to show up on an episode of Ride. Or Did that get picked up again? Yeah. Or or they're just. Buddies. Norman Reedus is going to show up on a episode of Dave Chappelle. Wouldn't that be awesome? <gasps> what kind of character would he play? It would be probably Daryl. That would be so I don't think cool. he's ever, is, I don't think he's ever played actually, another character. Is Ride still on? Yes, they got picked up it for is, a second okay. season. But especially because Dave Chappelle did the... <laughs> did I'm this, not believing it either, Stu. <laughs> Dave Chappelle did the scene on SNL that was um, about Negan killing Glenn and Abraham. Yes, oh God, And all of great. Chappelle's characters were on there. Right. Uh-huh. Oh my God, that was hilarious. If you yeah. have not seen that, you have to Google it. 
it'll make your day. Yeah, just just look up on YouTube. Just look up Negan uh, Dave Chappelle. Yes. It's hilarious. It was so funny. So that would be awesome um, if we yes. just showed up on that. <laughs> and I wanted to mention, I um, I was just looking at uh, Greg Nicotero's feed. He, he put uh, on Twitter, and he put up a picture um, us Stephen King fans would be thrilled with that evidently is based on the next episode. But it's a... It's a tribute walker to uh, Stephen King's Creep Show. Awesome! And it's a it's a walker in in a uh, theater window, you know, a theater box office window. Looks really cool. Oh, okay. So this makes sense now because Rick and Michonne are supposed to be off on their own, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we'll probably for guns. and they go to a, an amusement park, I think. Mm. Oh, yeah, I see it exactly. now. Crazy. So he's like a yep. ticket keeper. So that would yeah. be something that we would should ticket we ticket. should uh, post on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely yes. post that, please. That's a great one. Okay, cool. My you webmasters, you. All right. Well, thank you, Kim. Mm-hmm. That You're was welcome. wonderful news as always. Thanks. Let's see. So next week we'll be reviewing uh, season seven, episode twelve. Say yes. The group scavenge for supplies. Someone in Alexandria must make a morally challenging decision. So say yes. That's kind of interesting, too, because we know that Rick and Michonne go off on their own. Mm -hmm. Does he, like, propose to her or something? (laughs) What? Uh, Maybe. Maybe so. I don't know. It could be. All right. Well, I'm I'm focused more on the morally challenging decision. Mm -hmm. What is that about in Alexandria? Well, uh-huh. Father Gabriel, he's all about morals. Oh, uh-huh. Rosita? Rosita, maybe she does something. Maybe Father Gabriel and Rosita get into it again. Maybe Father Gabriel has to figure out whether to take her out or not. That mm. would be cool. Yes, and of course he'll say no. He'll say no. Uh-huh. Not say no. Yes. He's pretty wicked with that rifle when, when they went after the uh, station. Remember? True. The outpost. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Hmm. I don't know. He was the warrior priest at that point. I don't know. We'll see. They haven't shown very much from the episode except for Rick and Michonne together. Rick's under like an overpass or something, like running. Yeah, and you see them at an amusement park, like I said. And you see Rosita in a... She's out scavenging or something. Hmm. Hmm. Guns. She's like in a mobile home or something like that. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah, they have to be looking for guns. All right, well, I'm excited about next week. Yes. Do you think the mm-hmm. second half of the season is better than the first half? I've enjoyed it more. I have too. Yeah, I have too. It's more like the old school days. And so yeah. we're on 11 right now. Did they go 16? Is that what it is? 16, I think. Yeah. Okay, so Well, I think more. also we're we're watching the 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 revenge starting. Yeah. And so that's mm-hmm. what you get excited it's about is a, you know, retributions on its way. So we're watching that develop. Um, so yes, I'm enjoying the second half of this very much. And after two more episodes, I'm going to be like, okay, what the fuck? Are we going to start killing some Negan or what? Yeah. Some sabers. Mm -hmm. I think we are. So hopefully it doesn't drag out too long. That's a good point too. I I hope they start maybe having some, uh, maybe having some Negans kind of disappear. I hope they start listening to Scott and start doing some outpost takedowns. Somebody, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I hope it's Kingdom Kingdom gets on board at some point soon. They, they will. will. They will. They, they will. will. Maybe even Oceanside. 
I mean, it's gonna be all out brawl. But then, I mean, really though, after that happens, like after we have like huge fight with uh, the saviors, and mm-hmm. they take him down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is there after that? Oh, baby. Oh God. I know. Rick goes to Washington. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yep, we can't go there yet. Okay. No spoilers. Okay. All right. So until then. Yes. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. And you can also find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can email us with your thoughts at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night.